Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Today, Robert and Elizabeth will continue tackling life issues from a married perspective. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. So we mix it up, mix it up. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. I realized that every experience that I'd had, just like with David, every experience with the sheep, you know, it's like, what kind of life experience do you get watching sheep? Well, read the Psalms, read the Proverbs. I realized God has been pouring into me, preparing me, just like he's been pouring into you and preparing you for your life, for the people around you. David spent several years of his life taking care of sheep, but no time goes wasted. The Lord was preparing David for the role and ministry that he had ahead of him. Pastor Robert will share his own testimony in that matter. And it's also true for you today. The Lord prepares you for the calling you have in your life. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert and his wife, Elizabeth. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth with today's message. It's in that place of, of rest where reflection begins. If you've been going full speed your, your whole life, well, well, then where does your mind go when your body can finally relax and, and rest? And that's really our first reflection question. You know, when you've been going full steam ahead, and then you can stop for a bit. Where does your mind go? Mine goes all over the place. You know, I, I, get, I get antsy and weird. When I was younger, I, I, I couldn't sit still on my day of rest. It used to frustrate her, you know, when we were first married because I had to get out of the house. We got to go somewhere. We got to do something. I can't, I can't just sit here. I can't just relax watch a movie. No, we got to, we got to go. We went, we would drive down to the zoo every week, literally every week with the children and just walk. Just, you know, July when it's, yeah, brutal and that black, I don't know what it's like down there now, but black pavement and, you know, just, uh, but we would just walk. I, I had to walk because I, it's like I needed to, my heart rate was always elevated. And I, I had to walk just to kind of be, to have the rest of my body in sync with my heart rate. I don't know if that makes sense, but I realized I just, I got to, you know, because my mind wasn't going anywhere good. I was so stressed out. There were so many things going on. You know, in those early years, I was, you know, working a job. We had a new baby or two. Two. And uh, the church, I didn't know how to be a pastor. I had no clue what I was doing trying to start the church. 
everybody was very liberal with their advice and criticism and telling me how badly mistaken I was about everything I was doing. Total strangers would come up to me after church on Sunday and tell me everything we should be doing or everything we were doing wrong. And I was so stressed out. But I've learned somewhat to train my mind in gratefulness, you know, to, to force my thoughts to run in the paths of God's truth rather than in the, the well-worn path of pessimism that comes so naturally to me. But I've also had seasons where it, it's new ideas that bubble up. You know, when I, when I get still and get quiet and can rest, I start having ideas. Used to freak JP out. Pastor JP would just, he hated it when I would go away for a week because he knew I was coming back with more stuff for him to do kind of a thing. All, you know, ideas that sounded really, really good to me and completely freaked him out. The goal is not to give like a correct, a specific kind of answer, just a truthful one. What is it for you? What's it like for you? You know, let the Lord's light shine on it so that he can can take it and make it something beautiful, make it something glorious because he wants to, you know, a lot of times we forget that who we are Now, I'm not talking about the fallen part. I'm not talking about the part that's been corrupted by sin, but who we are, his his fingerprints are all over it. You know, one of the things that gave me peace, and I just confessed, I had no clue what I was doing. You know, starting a church, trying to be a pastor, trying to teach the Bible, and I worked really, 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 really hard every week. You know, I would work my my full-time job, and then I generally would spend a a good 30 hours preparing that week's sermon. And I won't take you through the whole process, but at one point, the Lord kind of rebuked me because I was, I was spending, you know, it was like 30 seconds in prayer before I would go up, 30 hours in academic preparation. And I realized I'm doing a total work of the flesh here. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm giving a lecture every week. But I haven't involved the Holy Spirit in the process very much. So what's really happening here? And God began to convict me about that and, you know, and deal with me about the fact that he wanted to do a work and he'd been preparing to use me for more than 30 years by that time. I was in my, what, late 30s, I guess. And I realized that every experience that I'd had, just like with David, every experience with the sheep, You know, it's like, what kind of life experience do you get watching sheep? Well, read the Psalms. Read the Proverbs. I realize God has been pouring into me, preparing me, just like he's been pouring into you and preparing you for your life, for the people around you. I think when David got to this place in his life, there's this place of an awareness of God's goodness, an awareness of God's generosity to him, an awareness of, of how God had been working in his life. And you see just, just a kind of a sweet gratitude in his desire toward God. You know, and I, and I think about it, you know, here's a guy who he was either out in the wilderness with the sheep, maybe he had a tent or, or something, but maybe not. You know, or later hiding in the caves, running from his enemies. And, and, and now everything's changed. And he's living in a palace. I mean, that's like 
insane. The guy, he's, he's looking around. He's like, how did I end up in a palace? And he's so overwhelmed with what God has done. And it dawns on him. Yeah, I'm in a palace and he's in a tent. How can that be right? I'm living in a palace and the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of Almighty God is, is still in this, this tabernacle, this tent. So David decides he's going to build God a palace, a magnificent temple. I mean, doesn't that sound, that's pretty cool when you think about it. It's like, yeah, he's, he's grateful and he's, he's like, yeah, I should, I'm, and this is not right. I'm going to build you a palace. Then Nathan, verse 3, the prophet, Nathan said to the king, go, do all that is in your heart for the Lord is with you. So Nathan, he was the one that David had told his idea to. And Nathan, the prophet, was saying, do whatever God is with you, do whatever it's in your heart. Nathan was go the- Go for it. Go for it. He was the prophet who had replaced Samuel, who, um, when God instituted the kingship in Israel, which the ladies were going to start diving into that on Tuesdays. But when he instituted the whole idea of kingships in Israel, he built into it that there would be a spiritual accountability, that there would be a prophet to speak God's truth to the king because power without the word of God is very, very dangerous. And so in a way, it's like Billy Graham. I realized that Billy Graham has, he has spoken to every president since World War II up through President Obama. And, and two of them offered him even a high position in government, which he declined. But Nathan here, he was assigned. That was who he was to be pastor or prophet to. And so this idea that a king needs a prophet or a, a, anyone with power needs someone who speaks God's truth into them, that's something none of us are exempt from. Because all of us are kings or queens in a sense of our own life, in that, that we have been given free will and responsibility. However big or small it is, we need the same thing. And so it begs the question, and it's a necessary question that will show up, who can speak like that to you? Who is your accountability? That's the question number two. Who can speak into your life and question, like JP did to Robert, you have 500 ideas a minute, which one are we gonna, you know, who can question you? Who would you listen to? And who would you, who would God ask and account for, for their life from you? for joining us for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Each Friday here on Main Thing Radio, Pastor Robert and Elizabeth will be tackling various issues that we face as Christians from a husband and wife perspective. Be sure to join us each Friday for these insightful messages from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. For more information about Main Thing Radio, Pastor Robert, Elizabeth, and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, log on to MainThingRadio.com. That's MainThingRadio.com. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast for you to listen to or download. We also encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. With a gift of any amount, we will send you an MP3 CD of the current series Pastor Robert is teaching through here on Main Thing Radio. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at MainThingRadio.com. We'd also like to encourage you to follow us on Twitter. 
A link to subscribe to our Twitter feed is available on MainThingRadio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Remember to join us on Monday as Pastor Robert will continue teaching verse by verse through the Word of God. That's next time on Main Thing Radio.